You've got this guy that does look way too much like Seinfeld. In fact, I was doing like a shitty Seinfeld bit. And a double for the whole scene. <laughs> How long have I been in this bathroom? You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> They're really talking loud out there. <laughs> um, and uh, Kramer, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of this bathroom, Jerry. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Big Room, a movie podcast by four morons. Hey. Uh, this week, we watched Pulp Fiction, uh, our first, uh, well, my first Tarantino, maybe Nick's first Tarantino too, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy every camera shot there. We're not cutting. That stays in. Oops. Uh, me and Nick's first Tarantino. You had seen a Tarantino, right? I had seen a Tarantino. What Tarantino had you seen? <laughs> I had seen Django Unchained. Wow. Not the Django. In, Django. Yes, correct. <laughs> but I want to call it the Django. So. Carl, how many Tarantinos have you seen before this? I think, I'm not sure. I think this was my first Tarantino, but this was not my first watching. Okay, so you had seen Pulp yeah. Fiction. Yes. And you've seen Kill Bill or Django or just this? I've seen Kill Bill. I've seen uh, Django. I've seen Glorious Bastard. I've seen a few of them. Okay, so you're, but, you're yeah. You're but this was like my worst. introduction to him, I think, or maybe it was Reservoir Dogs. Was my introduction. Gotcha. But this was like close to the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Nick. Yeah. Nick, you'd never seen a Tarantino, right? You and me. First one. First one. Popped the Tarantino foot Ooh. cherry. <laughs> the Tarantino. That guy loves feet, huh? The Tarantino. Tarantino Jesus wept (laughs) Uh, Let's get into Expectations straight away Um, I'll finish Somebody else start (laughs) Nick So I You hear so many things about this movie How it's like Influential in so many ways Inspired so many movies So many knockoffs And I 100% get why I Loved this movie. Ooh, nice. So good. Um, if if there weren't a thousand other movies or fifty other movies that we're watching, I would go back and I'd rewatch and I'd obsess over every detail, figure out every <laughs> little thing. It was so good. The dialogue was incredible. The lighting in every scene was incredible. The camera work where they would like blur certain things out and focus on other things to like set the perspective. Like it was so good. It was yeah. brilliant. Brilliant movie. Yeah. Uh, Carl. What about you, Carl? Yeah. I, I'm riding a similar uh, wave with you there. Cause yeah, there's um the way he kind of subverts expectation with kind of really emphasizing little scenes like bathroom stuff where like dramatic things happen or he'll kind of like gloss over big things that are happening with just kind of downplaying it. Um, a lot of that, the music was great too. Dialogue was phenomenal um yeah just a great movie oh man i can't wait to get to the ratings uh, right right uh danielle um i don't know what i expected i guess i expected honestly it to be a little bit more violent so then Mm. when we got into the movie and the first like 45 minutes was just like mostly dialogue and setup i was like i found myself enjoying it like more than i expected to um so but yeah same as like nick and carl like I see why this movie is talked about so much and why it's so like influential. Like the whole time I was like, yeah, this is a great movie. Like I I get it now. I get it now. So that was cool. Right. I, so I had seen, um, the, uh, 
burgers and Bible verses part, the uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, uh, where old Brett gets it. Uh, a friend of mine had shown me that scene in isolation years ago, and also the the prologue. So I had seen those two scenes. Um, I remember thinking the prologue was boring uh, when I had seen, it. and we're talking probably more than ten years ago. I, I had seen these. Um, so, and I remember thinking that the, uh, the, the Kahuna burger, big Kahuna burger scene was more over the top violent than it actually was. Um, it's definitely more, more age appropriate for the film now than I was when I was 15 or 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but that was, more, that was my only frame of reference. So being that, I think I kind of expected it to be more of a hitman movie. Um, um yeah just because I had that one scene to go off of and those two crazy people in the, in the, in the diner at the beginning. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. I, I like you expected more violence. Uh, and I yeah. think we'll get that from other Tarantino films from what I've heard. But you know, I also heard this was going to be wild. I expected, I, I think I expected more violence from the uh, Jules and Vincent scenes. And we really got it from the uh, Butch scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where we got mm-hmm. the most violence was with the, the butch scenes towards the end of the gold watch um but uh Funny how people pass scenes around like that though like they'll kind of spoil a movie for you like here this is a, this is a great scene it's like why are we passing this around don't, don't spoil it for me just show right the whole thing. well i think he had wanted me to be interested in it and just knew yeah. that I, you know i'm not a big movie guy yeah um, that one in like the boondock saints one where they kind of quote a verse is another one that's kind of passed around to kind of advert the movie right um so do Nick, do we have any facts for the the top end of this? Yeah, I've got a couple. You just mentioned the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen speech. Yep. Um, I had actually heard briefly about that. Um, never seen the scene before, but essentially, and from what I gather, it's the same throughout all of Tarantino's movies where he'll quote a verse, but it's the actual words that are spoken aren't the verse. Right. Um, so in this scene. Uh, the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen scene, it's taken from a 1976 Japanese martial, martial arts film uh, called The Bodyguard. Um, okay. Where he just kind of paraphrased something really cool that he had heard. Um, and it was like originally a passage about vampires. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. Pretty wild. Um, but yeah, he essentially takes and makes his own Bible verses to like control the scene and the whole theme uh, of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, which worked really well there. Um, this was the comeback of John Travolta. Um, oh, so this is post-Greece then? Yeah, so like late 70s, post-Greece. early 80s, he was in, uh, yeah, Greece was 1978. Um, but he's in Carrie, Saturday Night Fever, Greece, Blowout. All movies that I have not seen, um, but then he wasn't any, in anything from like 1980 to 90. Or he was, but they just weren't. They weren't super big blockbusters, popular. yeah. Um, so this kind of resurrected his career. Um, Good for him. Which side note, I think I want to go back and watch Travolta movies because I was talking to a guy we work with earlier today, and he was. Making fun of me because when I think of John Travolta, I think of like, what's the motorcycle movie? Oh, I don't know. 
um, wild, uh, wild hogs. Wild hogs. <laughs> wild hogs. With, uh, he was like, you, you, like only Allen Allen and and <laughs> you only know Travolta for his like Kmart movies. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Kmart I need to go movies. back. Oh, I man. need to go back and uh, watch have his you, Have you seen Grease? Yeah, that's, that's not really fair. I haven't. You haven't seen oh Grease? Oh my God. Yeah, Mid. this is now the oldest John Travolta movie. Twenty twenty four. We've got to hit Greece. Carl, have you seen Greece? I think so, but it's been a long, long time. God, I love that movie yeah. too. We were talking about how I love Willy Wonka before the show. I, I love Greece. My parents love Greece. So, um, Sandy, let me give you uh, <laughs> yes. one more fast fact yep. here, Cameron. You'll love this. Okay, um, I'm ready. And we'll get into this later in the episode. But there's a part of this movie where we see a gimp yep and i'll love the this mysterious, he says <laughs> the mysterious anonymous stig from top gear was inspired by this character oh, oh no way in fact very, the original name for stig was gimp yeah what wow but so it says that the original name for the stig was the gimp until they couldn't find a racing driver willing to use the name ah <laughs> uh, original stig um original stig was in all black as well mm. uh in season mm. one and two of top gear the stig was in all black and they kill him off they kill off that stig uh, by driving him off of the end of an aircraft carrier in top gear season two and then we got the uh the white stig for the remainder of the show uh mm. famously was a uh, racing driver ben collins so uh that ends the stig facts. Nick, was that is that all you had facts? That's it. I got a couple, but uh, we'll see. More for sprinkle them out later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I think we go. Oh, really quick. I wanted to mention um, that despite me having not seen this movie, this movie is the reason that the list and the show exists. Um, I had heard a or listened to a podcast. Uh, that had Quentin Tarantino on it. And he talked a lot about just filmmaking in general uh, and some of the gripes he has with the modern, you know, superhero movie era, which I, I kind of sympathize with. I don't like the MCU. I'm not super big into those movies. So I just haven't really been to movies much because that's what's in theaters. Um, and he kind of, but he did talk quite a bit at the front end of the show about Pulp Fiction. And it kind of, I was like, man, I haven't seen that. And I haven't seen any of these movies he's talking about. And I really want to. So then I kind of came up with the idea for this list as my New Year's resolution. And uh, Pulp Fiction was the first movie on it. So I was super excited, super excited to watch yeah. it because that's the reason that all this has happening um, is because of this film. So um, with with that, there you go. let's talk about the diner scene, <laughs> uh, the prologue with uh, Honey Bunny and Pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're real character names. We don't learn their real names that aren't memorable anyway until the end of the movie, right? Uh, yeah. In the epilogue. I'm the only nervous, we got I that. think. Yeah. I think we got them. I don't remember why, or maybe maybe we did. I think we did. It doesn't yeah. matter. Prologue. We 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 got these two insane people in this diner. One's British. One's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're just talking about. I guess they had been bank robbers, is what I gathered. I guess. Mm-hmm. They were bank robbers, and they were like, "We gotta, I guess, not rob banks anymore." Because <laughs> it was yeah. too banks easy was, or something. Well, banks was getting too much heat. You have the uh, hero, right. yeah. you have your vigilantes, and making it difficult because they didn't want to actually have to shoot anybody. 
Yeah. They just wanted it to be an easy robbery. And so banks were getting too difficult. Yeah. The only gunshot victim they wanted was the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So then they're like, we can rob this joint, the diner they're in, which was like, what are you going to get? 1498? Like what? (laughs) You're not going to get very much money out of this. (laughs) In the 90s, when an expensive milkshake we learned was $5. Imagine being mad about a $5 milkshake. That's how much an egg costs now. <laughs> uh, and then they we, we kind of get them just standing up on the thing and, uh, all right, MFers, we're robbing the whatever. And then we cut away. That's it. That's and I was it. like, what an insane. But they do talk about uh, robbing banks and, and uh, how else they want to rob other stuff, I guess, for for a good long while. And that's what I thought was boring. Uh, when I had seen that scene a million years ago, mm-hmm. but now I was like, and and this is true for a lot of the dialogue in the movie, it felt the most of any movie that I've seen in recent memory, or or that we've watched for this list in this show so far, the dialogue felt the most like two people talking. Yes, you know, yeah, very conversational, 100%. very uh, grounded. It was very very raw. Even though I didn't really understand the context of, especially that first scene, and even, you know, the, um, oh, what's the, the, um, Marcellus Wallace's wife whole scene. Like, I didn't really understand the gravity of any of that. I was just so intrigued because the dialogue was written super well. Um, so I, I, I liked the, the prologue. It, it, I don't think it gripped me like, um, the big kahuna burger scene that immediately follows that's that's really what hooks you oh as soon as the music cued i was like oh here we go like i was excited <laughs> it felt like i had been locked into like a roller coaster yeah i was like you're the and that's like kind of the dialogue building and you're like oh they're about to rob this place right now and then it's like oh we're off like we're off to the races i love that yeah it's such a good ramp up like tarantino is so good at like gripping you and pulling you in i loved how brief the interesting was yeah it was a little boring but i liked how how brief it was because by the end of the movie i'd completely forgotten about those characters ah uh, yeah we'll get there but there's you know a nice tie-in right um yeah there's three stories um in the in the movie and they are all they all link together at some point all of the scenes kind of shake hands with the other scenes but the three stories we have are the, the diner couple, um, Honey Bunny and Pumpkin. Then we've got Vincent Vega and, and Jules, uh, John Travolta and Sam Jackson's characters. They have a story. And then we have um, the whole Gold Watch story with Bruce Willis. Uh, those are like the three storylines that we have. Um, Butch. Butch, yes. Butch. Not Bruce Willis. Well, know. yeah. But he's he's Bruce Willis. Um, so, yeah. And then we get into the Vincent Vega uh, Vincent and Jules on the job. They they're hitmen, um, and they're driving to do it to do a hit for their boss, um, Marcellus Wallace. Um, and the dialogue in there, they're just talking about like McDonald's, <laughs> like as they drive up, <laughs> yeah. double quarter pounder. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what they call a quarter pounder in France? Uh, what was it? A royale with cheese. Royale a royale with cheese. With cheese. Royale with cheese. <laughs> I'm gonna start yeah. ordering it that way now. Remember that 30 year old movie? I want a Royale with cheese. They're like, we hate you. Pull up. (laughs) Well, they might still call it that in France. Oh, they probably. Well, you've been. I even went to a McDonald's in France. I don't remember. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're the only Frenchist here. Bonjour. Uh, yeah, we get a. Uh, we what was the guy that they're they're talking about this guy that Marcellus Wallace threw off a four story building. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. And he had a nickname Antoine? too. Amp- Turtle Amp- something. Something. Something with an A. And what we get we get that's where we kind of get keyed into the the iron fistness of Marcellus yeah. Wallace. Like the rumor that they hear is the regime. that yeah is that Marcellus Wallace threw this guy off a four story building through a greenhouse uh, because he massaged. His wife's feet, uh, and, and now that was he has it. like a speech impediment. Now he talks all funny, yeah. Which I figured Which that would kill him. Never, I thought he got off. We easy. never see that character or hear anything else about him. Nope, just kind of a bummer. He's just kind of there. Well, that just goes to the hearsay of it all, you know. Was it Ma- was her name Mar- his wife? Was it Maya or Mia? Mia, Mia, Mia. I was just thinking about that. I that was uh, that was Uma remember. Thurman's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to her in the in the next scene. But this scene, uh, they're driving. This is one of the, you know, the dialogue is great the whole time. Vincent and Jules are in the car. They they kind of argue like coworkers argue, and like yeah. kind of like friends who are, you know, you've been friends long enough to where you're, you're just irritated. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that's how they're it's like water cooler talk. But yeah. the job is killing people. The job like, is killing so nonchalant, people. So cavalier. Their relationship <laughs> like, felt very real. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, again, it felt like two people talking about just BS while they're going to mm-hmm. a job. I was listening yeah, like, to a video about this and the reason why the dialogue, like he wrote it that way is to make you care about the characters because they feel so relatable. And that's why like you're drawn into this story. That's why you gotcha. care about what's happening because it yep. places you in the story. Um, you feel like you're on a ride along almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, it feels so different too. Even though they're hitmen, like I wanted to be in the car with them hanging out. Well, that turns out bad, as we'll talk about up. later. Yeah, just yeah, depends where you sit seat. in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't sit behind Vincent. No, <laughs> he sees red. Uh, so we they get to the job and they have one of my one of the shots that and and we paused the movie a couple times and we paused it right after. So they they go up the elevator and whatever and they go to the apartment that they're doing the hit in and uh jules asks for the time vincent gives it to him that's early in the morning uh it was like seven something maybe or, or whatever it was it was earlier than i wake up uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh jules goes uh it's it's too early let's hang back and they walk yeah. down the hall but what i loved is the camera just turned like 90 degrees and it doesn't follow them down the hall. So we yeah. just get, they're just shooting, like the camera's just shooting down the hall, just turning, and we never get close-ups on their conversation. We never get close-ups on the face. I feel like I haven't, I don't see that in a lot of modern yeah, movies. It stayed yet, with know? the the tension, the unknown part. Exactly. Like it, the they left yeah. you at the door that you really want to get through. While they talk more about, I don't remember what they're talking about, Foot massages. Foot, foot massages. <laughs> you were arguing about foot massages the whole time. Oh right, it was yeah. it was yeah. Vincent and Jules. Jules was saying Whether or not that it meant like something. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was Jules on the side of it meant? Jules was. Jules was like it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, and Vincent yeah. is like, yeah, it's but it's his wife. It's just like blah, it blah, means blah. something. Yeah. That we say it doesn't, but that's the beauty of it. It does. <laughs> it's just, it's so, right. Such it's a like, good right, conversation, man. Yeah. So uh, great. And then they come back and they oh and they they enter the apartment. There's three guys inside. Um, there's a black gentleman that's standing very nervous. He's the one that opens the door and he just kind of goes to the side. 
There is Brett uh, eating at a tiny table like Carl has in his apartment. <laughs> and there's uh, the guy that's laying on the couch that Jules is like, up, 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 don't get up. And like tells him to relax. Like, keep chilling. Keep chilling. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him to keep chilling before he shoots him in the chest in like yeah. five minutes uh, as an attention getter. Uh, and then we have, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, he eats his burger and drinks his Sprite and kind of asks him what he's eating. I've never had a big Kahuna burger, blah, blah, blah. And while, uh, Vincent, vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. While Vincent's just in the kitchen looking strung out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like there. He gets asked some questions. He's like, what? <laughs> it's the best. Ain't hungry. You, yeah. Vincent, you want to bite? No, I'm not hungry. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like a good cop, bad cop, but like a overtly friendly cop. And then the, like the removed guy in the background happy threatening and distant yeah (laughs) purposefully distant like just a lurker um and then you know we get the bible verse that nick talked about earlier the ezekiel 25 17 um fake verse (laughs) um as all of his bible verses are uh and then uh you know i guess brett he shoots brett in the shoulder asked him a bunch of questions asked him uh what Mar- Marcellus Wallace looks like? <laughs> he looked like a bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, say what again? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so man, bad. loved that scene. Uh, uh, loved that scene. And then just like dude, he brings it, like he brings the perfect energy for that. Like he kind of channeled the mm-hmm. Coach Carter yelling vibes. I was, right. Like, I, was, I was expecting him to be like, "Go sprint right now!" <laughs> like five hundred suicides. Yeah. Oh, it's man. it's funny how he goes from. You know, he's the the overly played niceties. Yeah. Were so scary. He hit them so hard. Yeah. They were so scary. They and, were. And then when he actually shifts moods by, you know, shooting the guy on the couch. Yeah. And then he starts just yeah, the, 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 the black kid that's uh, he asked Brett a question. And, and I think it's about the briefcase or where it was or something. Yeah. And yeah. the black guy answers. And then that's the first time Jules yells. He's like, I don't remember yeah. asking you a goddamn thing, you know? And uh, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, ah! Yeah. Uh, and then, so you know, tense. he goes back to niceties and like plays good cop, bad cop himself. Yeah. While Vincent's just chilling. Yeah. Vincent gets the briefcase though in that scene and uh, gets it from the cabinet, the ones on the floor, uh, not the ones up high. By your legs. Yeah. By your the legs. Ones by your knees. knees. By your yeah. knees. That's right. That's right. And uh, opens it, and and we get the glow, right, of the total MacGuffin. That famous scene. That yeah. is this briefcase. I want to know what's in the I had briefcase. To, I had to tell her. There yeah. were a couple of things yes. I had to spoil for do her. Do we do theories now or hold that off to later? Later. We'll do that at the okay. end. I have no idea. Um, but it's a, Magu- it's a total MacGuffin. Uh, the I briefcase is a briefcase. just total plot device to move the story forward. Yeah. And... But this uh, one's a little different, though, because it's not really directly said what it is. The other MacGuffins, like the Letters of Transit, are stated. This is like a Schrodinger's MacGuffin. Right. Like Sure. So it's kind of, it almost plays the symbol of itself, you know? <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know, I thought it was kind of self-referential. Well, I liked it because it's, you know, we, we see, especially since it had an effect, like it had that gold mm. light. So you're like, well, it appears valuable, mm-hmm. yeah. but we don't know what it is. Um, and as far as MacGuffins go, you know, it's 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 the one like you said. We don't ever learn. We don't know anything about it. But I yeah, I, I almost like that. I like the way that that yeah. moved the story along. Just knowing that this thing has value and that it's really important, but we don't know what it is. I I, I wasn't bothered by it. Um, 
I, I, I man, what a movie. Um, yeah, there's so many other crazy off the wall things that happen in this movie that you're kind of distracted by all those little things. Yeah. Like Nick was saying, but you forget the diner people. It's like, yeah, because there was a bunch of other crazy shit that happened. <laughs> it's been a wild yeah. day. <laughs> like, uh, and, and, you know, they shoot Brett. Brett dies. Um, R.I.P. Brett. R.I.P. Brett. And then they, they take off. Um, they go. Uh, and, and then we switch scenes. Uh, we switch to Vincent Vega buying heroin. <laughs> um, Cheery. From the nicest drug dealer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. My experience is all kind of so nice. friendly. <laughs> gave, him, gave him some stuff out of his own stash. What a guy. Well, of course. He's got the yeah. good stuff. You know, it's whatever a gram stuff. instead of 250 or whatever it was. Uh, can I shoot up here? I thought it was hilarious. Who <laughs> just gracias. Just throws this. <laughs> yep. So great. Uh, and then we get the scene of him just driving absolutely just trash. Just zoinked. He's just like yeah. smiling and his eyes are like half closed. This is the best. This is super funny. But he's going to, he mentions in the previous scene that he's going to take Marcellus Wallace's wife. Not out. He's like, it's not a date. Just going to show her a good time. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, laugh at her jokes. Laugh at her jokes. Take her home. Um but you know. you know, and he's really nervous because this is the same Marcellus Wallace's wife. They got a dude thrown off yeah. a four-story building. Yeah. Uh, he picks her up. Well, he goes in the house, and she's just on an intercom. And that's when we get the GIF of him like, Ugh. oh, the GIF. <laughs> I was, I was Leonardo DiCaprio in the chair pointing at the, the, the point oh, snap. That's the one. That's one the meme. scene pointing to another meme. <laughs> oh, man. I was, yeah, I definitely was like, it's the meme. Really loud in the yeah, living yeah, room. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious, and he's you know zooted beyond repair, trying zooted. to find the intercom box. He's like, okay, and like she yeah. tells him to get a drink. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, he makes a drink, uh. and she's upstairs getting ready, snorting lines, as mm-hmm. as you do before a date, powdering her nose. Uma yeah. Thurman powdering her powdering nose. Her I <laughs> loved wink, the wink. scene in the diner later because so they go to this diner or whatever. He's like, I want a steak. And she's like, you can get steak here or whatever. <laughs> and they go in and it's like a f- weird, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got uh, it. So you it's like it. a weird, like. I love this. I guess like 50s or 60s, but, you know, themed like Marilyn Monroe was yeah. a waitress. Mm-hmm. And their waitress was it's like Buddy a 50s Holly. Hard rock. I'm like, Buddy is that Holly. Buddy Holly? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who it was? It who was played him? Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that until after the fact. He aged like, like milk, man. Steve Buscemi looks so old now for how young he looked as bot as Buddy Holly. Maybe it was the thick black glasses. You didn't really uh, get a close maybe. up shot of him either. That's true. That's true. He's their waiter. She, uh, uh, Mia orders a five dollar milkshake. He's like five dollars for a milkshake. Better be the <laughs> best milkshake. And it just goes off at so what is good. now a completely normal milkshake price. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cheap in fact. It'd be like a half off milkshake, yeah. right? So that's like, ice cream deal. and milk. And uh, last I checked, that's when she. So they're making conversation or whatever, um, and she goes to powder her nose, and she's like, "Think of something to say," because she was t- talking about how much she hates just small talk, like BSE. We don't know yeah. each other very well. Small talk. She's like, "I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go powder my nose in the ladies' room. Why don't you think of something to talk about or whatever?" And she get. I loved the scene where they go to. He's like doing whatever, and they cut to her in the bathroom, and all the other women are actually powdering their noses, and she's just doing lines <laughs> on a handheld mirror. <laughs> yeah, I loved that man. Oh man, just, I didn't even pick up on that. No, really. 
Man, it's oh, just no. full of women actually open. powdering their noses, and she's just ripping coke lines, doing the old that's nose great. candy in the bathroom. Um, and that's when they have a conversation about the window incident, uh, or uh, the uh, Marcellus throwing the dude off the four stories. And Vincent's like, I heard it was because some dude rubbed your feet, and he's like, he never touched me, blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows why Marcellus threw the guy off the window. Yeah. Um, and so then we're like, oh, well, maybe she's less dangerous and he's more psychotic, you know? Like yeah, we he kind of get... lets his guard down after that. He's like, maybe this isn't such a tense situation well, after all. And he lets it down too much. Because, well, actually, they do the dance. And the dance, she wants to do this. this Amazing. What what kind of dance was it? It was a twist. The I twist. think it was a twist and contest. She's like, I want to do the twist, and I want to win. And you're here yeah. to, essentially to give me a good time. So it's like, it's your yeah. head where we do this dance. Make and me th- happy. I just wanted to know, is that where the 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 dance like uma thurman song comes from that I thought so i feel like it has like to it be. has to be right yeah the fallout boy or or whoever yeah i don't think they're yeah her dancing or something <laughs> but there's a there's another gif of, uh moment from there that i've seen before of, of of uh john travolta and uma thurman dancing uh in the movie so that was cool they go back to mia's place though afterwards um they won the dance contest she's got the trophy She's wearing his jacket, which is really important. Um, and then he goes to take a piss. And she's like, that's too much information or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then he's in the bathroom, though, giving himself a pep talk to not, like, to screw not this lady. Yeah, yeah he's right. Like a pep down. Yeah. A pep have a drink. Just have a drink. Gonna... Go home. Just yeah. have a drink. You One know. drink, that's it. Drink it Don't fast. Be rude. You know, whatever. Be polite. Be polite. <laughs> and, and then, uh, meanwhile, do. she's <laughs> dancing... <laughs> Uh, by herself in the living room to some song. Um, they put the song on the subtitles. I don't remember what it was. It's not important. But she stops dancing and falls on the couch, like exhausted or whatever. Her coke has worn off. Um, and she reaches her pockets in his jacket and pulls out his baggie of what we as the audience know is heroin. And she puts a line out and snorts it. And I went, I said out loud, Oh, she's dead. <laughs> no, like you can't sniff heroin. Uh, um, now yeah. I had read the plot. So when I had listened to that podcast, I, I looked up some stuff about Pulp Fiction. So I had known where that scene was going. She started stressing out. I was stressed. Cameron uh, had to call me. Down. I had to pause. I paused the movie once she hit the floor and you know, blood starts coming out of her yeah, nose. She looks pretty rough. And milkshake starts coming bad. out of her mouth and stuff. I was like, she lives. I didn't tell her how I, you know, I remember the adrenaline shot thing, which she didn't love. <laughs> no, I didn't really love watching someone get stabbed. And but, you know, he comes it. out and he's like, Jesus Christ. And then gets, picks her up and <laughs> uh, me. puts her in the car <laughs> and then calls his drug dealer friend who doesn't pick up because he's watching the worst yeah. television he's program to eat a cereal, and man. eating he's cereal. So, uh, and she's like, like the the his girl's all pissed. <laughs> yeah. well, let, me, let me. Let me make this a little better for you, a little easier to digest. Okay. Um, when he comes out of the bathroom and finds her unconscious, she has like this like spit around her mouth and it's all gross, whatever. Yeah. Um, fun fact, that was actually cold Campbell's mushroom soup. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> no, I'm traumatized. I saw a picture Ugh. of it after reading that. And I went, that kind of ruined that scene. That's I hate gross. That. Now you guys have to know that. Like, Thanks for telling ugh. me that. Yeah. Some mushroom soup. Ugh, That's nasty. Nice cold. <laughs> <soup>. Rather OT. <laughs> 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 
cold mushrooms too. Oh, oh dude. Campbell's will not be a sponsor. No, no, they won't. <laughs> My dad used to work for Campbell's actually. But maybe heroin would be. Um, yeah, big heroines. <laughs> anyway, he throws her in the car and he's driving a million miles an hour back to the drug dealer's house. Um, I don't remember the drug dealer's name. It's not important. Where he Jack Rabbit crashes. That's, that's the place. The dealer's home. Yeah, so he crashes the, the car to the dealer's house. <laughs> Which is a bit excessive. <laughs> Which is a lot. Like, you couldn't have stopped. You could have stopped, sir. Yeah. And then, you know, he refuses to help Vincent, though. And then Vincent has to be like, hey, do you want Marcel? Do you know who Marcellus Wallace is? Would you like him to find his wife dead in your front lawn? Or would you like to try to help me? Um. So, you know, the dealer is looking for his little black medical book that he can't find. And then whatever. they, they He has an adrenaline shot. In his freezer or fridge or whatever, which is convenient. Um, yeah. Well, I guess if you, I guess if you're if ready to, yeah. if, if your favorite, you know, like my favorite thing is eating hot sauce, so I keep Tums on hand. Maybe it's similar <laughs> if your favorite thing is shooting heroin to keep adrenaline on hand. You're right. I, you're right. Yeah, very, yeah, much more pedestrian he's example. Again, <laughs> he's a nice drug dealer. He's prepared. That's right. My heroin is Tabasco sauce. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, Daniel was not about the stab in Uma Thurman in the heart, breaking her breastplate. Neither, neither the... was John Travolta. Really? Oh. That scene, that scene, he couldn't, like, he didn't have it in him to act it out the way he needed to, to stab her. So they put it in and then he pulled it out and they just showed it in. Oh, because oh, I guess he would have had to hit her pretty hard. Yeah. With, he was like, I can't do it. With an empty <laughs> syringe or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she wakes right up. It's got the syringe sticking out of her. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, bro, she's going to have this guy whacked, like, killed. Really? That's where mm-hmm. I thought it was going. I thought she was going to be like, you know, you did this to me, blah, blah, blah. But it ended up that she was basically like, well, as dead as you are, I'm just as dead for snorting heroin and ODing no. myself while Marcellus is away, I guess. So they called it even. She told her joke, though. And she, uh, yeah. so they mentioned this joke at Jackrabbit Whatever's, and she, that she had been on a pilot and it didn't get picked up. And she had this joke, and the, the bit for the show was going to be she had a different joke every episode. And she wouldn't tell the joke because she didn't want Vincent to laugh at her. But after this, to like lighten the mood after they shake on it, she tells him the joke because he can't laugh because he's about to have a heart attack from all the stress. But you, I, that is the joke that I tell. Like if I have to tell a knock, knock joke, I tell that joke. I have been telling that joke since I was like 13 years old. Is this, is this where that joke came from? I don't know. It can't be right. Like that has to have been a corny joke for those who don't know the joke. I feel like we should tell it. Please tell it. Please tell it. Right at the camera. A family of tomatoes, right? And they have to get across the street. And the daddy tomato, this isn't exactly the same, but it's close enough. Then the daddy tomato crosses the street, fine. The mommy tomato crosses the street, makes it fine. The baby tomato goes across the street, and a truck comes by, flattens the baby tomato. The daddy tomato walks back and goes, catch up. (laughs) Catch up. up. It's catch up, you guys. (laughs) So anyways, that was my joke. So he's just like, I get oh why God. their show didn't get picked up. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. The show didn't get picked up. So that's the what end of that. Mean? That's oh, an yeah. amazing joke. A fun fact that's maybe only for Cameron and some of my West Virginia friends watching. Um, the show that she's in, she, like she's in this pilot show where she tells that joke. 
Yep. And she's in a group in that show called Fox Force 5. And that is the origin of oh, the fam- name of my favorite band Family growing Force up, 5. Family Force 5. Really? Gotcha. I heard that and I went, oh my God. I didn't even connect those dots. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That was uh, for you, Cameron. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we love the song Chainsaw. No, no, no. Crack it. Don't get me Chainsaw. started. Nope. Um, that That's the end of that scene, though. They agree to keep it secret, uh, post-adrenaline shot. And then we go, we cut to the gold watch from there. Um, the A story of the gold watch, which I could not take seriously. So it's a flashback. Mm. Um, and we had seen, so to back up a bit, I forgot about the end of Vincent and Jules on the job. They go uh, after Vincent and Jules do the hit, they go to, um, see Marcel Swalls in a club. And, uh, I assumed mm. deliver the briefcase, um, yeah. because they have it at that point. Uh, it's a little rough because so the movie for those who haven't seen it uh, we see it out of chronological order in about the messiest way possible mm-hmm. um, it's about as chopped up as can be it still makes sense at the end like I totally followed the whole story uh, but it is not in chronological order uh, which is why I'm missing stuff here but w- uh, we get uh, Vincent and Jules uh, in clothes that we didn't see them in last <laughs> go to a nightclub we learn the reason why later Um and they they come across uh, well we're we're introduced to the nightclub with this character Butch who is played by Bruce Willis who is a boxer that Marcellus is paying cash to to fix his next fight uh, he's an aging boxer he's nearing retirement and Marcellus is paying him to lay down in the fifth round basically um, he's fixed the match uh, and he wants him to um, get knocked out in the fifth round. And then him and Vincent Vega have a rude exchange. Uh, you know, Vincent says some words and it pisses uh, pisses Butch, uh, Bruce Willis off. And that's the first we see of Butch. Now in the gold watch, this is Butch's storyline. And But we're introduced to him again, reintroduced to him as a child. Um, and he is watching cartoons that are horrifying. Uh, it's like this dog I mean, with a human mouth, mouth moving, Ugh. moving, which is weirding <laughs> me out. Valley. Yeah. Uh, like but it. it had to have been the seventies, I guess, cause it was Vietnam yeah. Uh, yeah. or sixties. Yeah. Uh, we get Christopher Walken and we get Christopher Walken. So it's, it's young Butch. He's watching cartoons and his mom is like, Butch, blah, blah, blah. Someone's here to see you. Whatever. Turn the cartoons off. He turns the cartoons off. And what I liked about this collection of scenes is, uh, we watch it from, uh, most of the time from Bruce's perspective, which means the camera's really mm. low and it's slightly fish-eyed. It's pretty wide uh, so that uh, Christopher Walken looks extremely tall because we're supposed to be, you know, what, five, six years old in this? Like we're young yeah, yeah. or, or yeah, Butch is really like young. And he's telling a story about this watch. Um, we learned that um, Christopher Walken was with Butch's dad in a Vietnam prison camp. Uh, and that his great grandfather had bought this watch before World War One, um, and had given it to his grandfather, who I guess had died in World War Two or something like that. And then it had gotten back, and uh, Butch's dad had it in Vietnam, and had been captured. So there, him, Butch, Butch's dad, and Christopher Walken's character, Captain Coons, were um, were POWs captured by the Vietnamese. Um, and they hid 
Butch's dad had hidden this gold watch that has been passed down to him by now two generations in his butt in Vietnamese prison. And then when he dies of dysentery, <laughs> which is a disease that makes you poop. Oh. Uh, so this watch is nasty. Uh, I didn't know Kuntz, the dysentery one. Kuntz hid it in his butt for years, bro. This watch has been in just asses for like half a decade. <laughs> for seven years, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it was like it was five years that Butch's dad had it before he died of dysentery. And then it was two years that Captain Coons had it in his ass in the camp. And then So it was my understanding that he died from the watch dysentery, but maybe was that not right? Well, I you, thought he I had think died from it being up in there and he's like, So I put it in mine after that and I was like, Why did you do it? You no, I think you have happened. to get dysentery from like I think you get it from consuming fecal matter in, okay. in poor conditions. I think medical experts tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's but know in the comments. At, at any rate doesn't matter. This watch has been in butts for seven years. <laughs> Safekeeping. And then he's like, now I want to give it to you. And I'm like, gross. <laughs> the probably cleaned so it. And on top of that, you probably cleaned it. the whole time it's Christopher Walken, who I can't take seriously. Because <laughs> it's Christopher Walken. He's what, hilarious. What is that accent? Where is he from? I don't I know I don't what know, the but he's accent the only is. Person He's the only person in the world that talks like right. that. Right. And yeah. I just kept thinking, like, I need more cowbell the whole time from that old SNL skit. <laughs> the only with time the, it really Will snapped Ferrell. for me was when he's like, they'll be damned if they take it from my yeah, boy. Like, that's the like, one that's thing what, that he did. Oh, in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they'll that's be when it damned. Kind of, that and shifted I, the tone where he's like, so he kept it in his ass. Like, that's when it became like a cartoon. <laughs> Before he's like, any war I want, you know, every day of that war and. Didn't like the mouth smack, you know? And I was like, classic. <laughs> so good. That's like white dude. Yeah. Uh, and yeah it turned into just (laughs) the whole movie was like it's it's not a comedy but it's a funny movie yeah there's a lot of funny parts a lot of funny parts and that whole scene was pretty humorous but that that's just to give us um weight behind the gold watch that we don't really get like we that doesn't come back around for a while um you know we sit in this whole gold watch story for for a good minute yeah um, he really plants the seeds like same with the diner thing he put that in there mm-hmm. and kind of brushed it away and then he put the watch there and kind of brushed it away that's right so now is i'm trying to i'm looking at the outline to get the um blah 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 she forgot the thing but okay yes 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 so we we continue uh with the gold watch storyline uh that uh was a dream that whole flashback was a dream series that butch had been dreaming he wakes up on a table, uh, I guess backstage of the f- the fight, the fight that we had seen uh, Marcellus Wallace pay him to fix. Um, so uh, he uh, his trainer comes in, gets him. He had been sleeping, whatever. Like punches himself in the face, starts to hype himself up. It's crazy. He, He's psyched up. He He's walks like up to roaring. fight, <laughs> and then we cut to a taxi driver who's listening to the fight on the radio, and we learn that Butch won it. Um. And not only did he win it, he killed he the could. guy. He yeah. won. He won it to death, Rocky style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whichever Rocky movie that is, where um, I don't get Apollo dies, two or three. Oh come on! Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, you, you don't sure know who Apollo is. It. It's fine. Um, I'll forget it by the time I watch it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Rocky's not on the list. It should be. I, I've I've seen them all, but I don't remember any of them. I digress. We we cut to this taxi driver. And then um, Butch runs and gets in the taxi. 
Um, Not only does he run, this is where he, he jumps out of a window into oh, yeah. like into a, like garbage, a dumpster, right? right? Yeah. 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 Um, Poor guy. He he yeah he dives into a dumpster. He's still wearing. He's got no shirt on. He's got his gloves still taped to him. You know, he's in the boxing shorts. All this jazz, and he gets into this like extremely foreign ladies. She's Spanish, right? Or Colombian? She's Colombian. Yeah. Uh, taxi driver, and she's like, "Are you the fighter or whatever?" I'm not going to attempt a Colombian accent. Like, uh, of course, he's the fighter. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. Like, taking off the tape <laughs> around his face. the fighter. You're him, aren't you? You're him, right? <laughs> and that's when Butch was Still uh, sweating. Yeah, he's sweating. Like, he's trying to fighter. He's trying to put a shirt on. He's trying to take his gloves off. Blah blah blah. Um, she asks him how it feels to kill somebody, which is she's really into that answer. <laughs> And he's like, well, I didn't know I killed him, but I feel nothing, essentially. He's like, you know, I don't, I, I did what I needed no to win kind of yeah. deal. And then he uh, has her stop at a phone booth where um, Butch calls a, a character that we never really see, a friend of his, or the, a bookie, I guess. Because um, I guess Butch had I was bet. wondering who that was because I didn't get any well, other the, clue I, in. I don't, I don't know how fights work, um, but my understanding was that that guy, maybe Butch had made bets the other way like i'm winning this freaking thing marcellus has so much money in the other direction that if i win i'm gonna be you know richer than marcellus would be if i lost essentially because the odds are so stacked against me so then he kills the guy and he's talking to this guy the reason i think he's a bookie is he's he's um asking when all the when he's gonna have all the money by and he's the the guy his friend tells him i'll have the majority of the money by the next day uh, or, the, or the following evening. So he's like, that's great news, blah, blah, blah. Gets back in the taxi. Has the taxi driver take him to a motel uh, where his lover Fabian is. Um, and he's, he tells his friend that him and, Fa- him and Fabian are getting on a train the next day headed for Tennessee. So they've got to skip town because Marcellus wants him killed. Um, he tips the taxi driver uh, a, several hundreds to like tell him like basically... Yeah get a story down happened. for who his yeah. fair was. And she's like three fat Mexican guys. Ha 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 ha. And then she leaves. <laughs> he goes in the hotel, um, with Fabian, his French girl, wife, girlfriend, doesn't matter. Um, back at the motel. Um, she's like, are we in danger? And he's like, yeah, I just screwed over a mob boss. <laughs> it's like, and yeah. killed a man. Of course. And then, you know, they have some sexy time. We see Bruce Willis's dick out of the shower twice. It's great. Um, and, um, then, uh, the next day happens, he falls asleep, whatever she forgets the watch. So they're, they, they packed, he showered the next morning, he goes to get dressed and he's like, where's my watch freaks out because she doesn't have the watch, throws a TV at the wall and then like has yeah. to calm himself down and tell her it's not her fault. After he yells, do you have any idea what my, what my father did? like did to get me this watch and we're just like lots of yeah. watching I don't ass. have time to get into it but it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> understatement like of the movie right yeah. oh god he gets so like funny. super calm he's like you know what it's not your fault it's fine and then the next scene is just him in the car alone screaming at the top <laughs> of his lungs who who among us yeah how would she who yeah. among us hasn't screamed and like stripped a steering wheel in the car you know what I mean <laughs> I've been there so he's got to go to his apartment uh and get the watch which is dangerous because you know he's screwed over marcellus who we know has hitmen um and he he goes to his apartment the back way so he's walking through fields and whatever and uh he enters his apartment kind of pokes around 
and is like, I must be in the clear. It starts making off-brand Pop-Tarts. So, <laughs> yeah, so casual about it. I would have been out of there so fast. Well, like, and, you know, we see him. What, 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 the one thing that got me about this scene was we see him look down the kitchen alley, right? It's a, it's a galley kitchen. We see him look down. And then we see him as like, he's like, I'm good, baby. And he starts making Pop-Tarts <laughs> and he's glances lying. over and, and Uzi with the biggest suppressor I've ever seen in my life oh my God. that he only sees on like second look when the Pop-Tarts are being made. Like, uh, and, and I had known, uh, did you, I think this is another moment we paused the movie cause you were like stressed. I was stressed. She was stressed about the apartment and I had asked her like, I asked her like three times. Do you really want me to tell you? Cause I'd read the plot once again. Do you really want me to tell you what happens in this apartment scene? And she was like, yes. So she and I, I had known going in. Nick, did, Nick, did you read anything or were you totally blind? Nothing. All right. Totally I want blind. you to take over from this, from the Pop-Tart point. I want, I want to know what you thought about this scene um, with the, regarding who's in the apartment and where the Uzi's from. Yeah. So he, he looks around and he's, um, he thinks he's alone and he's making the Pop-Tarts like Carl, like I would have been in and out of there. So fast. Um, Absolutely. So he, he finds this gun, and conveniently, the second he sees the gun, or maybe it was before, so he hears something in the bathroom. Right. He, he Yeah, he hears something in the bathroom and then looks over and sees the gun, knows he's not alone, picks up the gun, and then out of the bathroom comes Vincent. Um, Vincent. And then without hesitation... And he probably recognized him because they had ran into each other um, at Mar- Marcellus. Marcellus yeah, at, at, at the club, yeah. At the club. Um, so probably recognizing who he was, putting together that he was one of Marcellus's guys. Well, he just immediately shoots him. Even if not, it's a hitman in his apartment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it's fair. That's fair. And I feel like there was a little Anyone? bit of a stare down, at least for cinematic reasons. But yeah, yeah he, for sure. He blasts Vincent with like a full clip of this. Yeah. This Mac yeah, tenor from, from the, pop, from the bathroom the door back into the bathtub. Like, yeah. yeah, and it crashes through the bathtub glass, and we see the book on the floor, which yeah. becomes a thing later at the at the last scene in the movie. Um, yep. But we get the book. Um, you know, the book shows up in the last scene, which you know Vincent Vega dies as he lives, uh, reading literature on the can. <laughs> when I was doing some <laughs> um, research for this every time movie it, oh. too. Um, Significant things always happen when Vincent goes to the bathroom. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mia over, yeah, Mia overdoses. Um, oh wow, this happens, and then later on in the movie, that the diner. Yeah. So he shouldn't go to the bathroom. That's right. The whole movie really goes forward on Vincent taking a dump. (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, anchored by his bowel movements. (laughs) (laughs) That checks out though, because there's a ton of food in this movie. Lots of coffee. Lots of uh, burgers. Yeah. Um, this apartment scene, though, where Vincent gets murdered is one of my favorites because it shows how detailed this script was. Um, there's a couple things that um, I'm curious if you guys picked up on it. At first glance, it's like, all right, Butch is back in his apartment and he's ran into Vincent, shot, killed Vincent yep. with Vincent's gun. Um, but in the next scene after he flees the apartment and leaves Vincent dead in his bathtub with the toaster going off, 
or the uh, smoke alarm going off because of the toaster. He gets back in his car and he's driving away and then he runs into Marcellus yes. on the road. Like Marcellus is crossing the crosswalk at the red light with, fence and is stopped. With at. like coffee and donuts, which when I was watching, I was like, this is really random. He's just out enjoying his day and he runs into him. But based on what we know, we can put together that that gun that he used to kill Vincent wasn't Vincent's gun. Oh. It had to have been Marcellus's gun. And Marcellus must have stepped away to get some food or something because Vincent's in the bathroom. Butch is coming in and he's making all this noise. He's making Pop-Tarts. Vincent's in the bathroom probably just thinking that Marcellus is back with the food. Oh, that's brilliant. I didn't think and of I that. I suspect he went to that same diner to get the food. I, oh, that, yeah, could, that oh. could have been the diner. Maybe. Man, okay. I didn't think of that, Nick. That's brilliant. So, uh, yeah, so Marcellus must have been there because he wanted this dude at any cost. Yeah, to so do the hit himself. And he took Vincent because, and we don't know why yet, but Jules is not with Vincent. Um, yeah. And we learn that later. Um, and there's another part of this scene that blew my mind. Um, it takes us back to the scene where Mia and Vincent are at the restaurant and they have the dance. Yes. And they win the trophy. You see him come into the house with the trophy. Uh huh. When Butch comes into his apartment, you hear a TV on in the background or a radio broadcast. And they're reporting that the trophy from that, uh, from the dance off or whatever it was called, was stolen. Huh. They didn't win. Oh. They stole the trophy. Oh. And we learned that from just a random I didn't hear that. newscast in the background. Man, dude, uh, yeah. there's just layers such to this. tiny little details. There's it's stuff so like, good. We, like you said earlier, we could watch this movie. 10 times and probably pick up on it. In fact, I might. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to, I want to, I want to get it on Blu-ray or something and then play it on the non-existent Blu-ray player that I don't have. Um, so yeah, we get, Oh, all that to say, uh, Butch meets Marcellus. Uh, Butch has stopped at a red light while leaving his apartment with the watch after having killed Vincent and Marcellus is crossing the crosswalk and they like lock eyes and we have from both ends like an oh shit moment for two obviously very different reasons. Uh, and Butch's reaction is to just run Marcellus over, <laughs> which is what I would do. Um, he runs Marcellus over, but in, you know, pedal to the meddling through a man, <laughs> T-bones a vehicle. So now we've got Marcellus on the street unconscious after being run over. And we've got Butch across the street unconscious after being in a t-bone automobile incident automobile yeah. what am i the 1930s uh and uh All these old movies who revived first was it marcellus revived first there's a group of women I, over him a, being like do you need help or like that guy was a maniac if you need someone to go to court with you and it was like kathy griffin and her yeah. like, right group. that's right <laughs> and he kind of comes to and they're like that guy and that's when we kind of pan over to bruce yeah, Miller, he's, Butch, he's and he's kind of like about the same time. Yeah. yeah and he like hobbles over like his one leg looks jacked <laughs> and he just shoots his gun into a lady he like yep. in fact that lady is in the credits i don't know if you watch the credits as shot woman <laughs> That's awesome. which is the best so he just like shoots this lady in the hip and butch starts staggering away 
And doesn't he just run, right? He just starts running. Yeah. Like, they're both hobbling. Yeah, he goes in a back alley. He and runs then... down a back alley and slips yeah. into a pawn shop where um, he starts, like, locking the, the door. And the pawn shop guy's like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And then um, uh, he he wrestles Marcellus to the ground and starts just, you know, he's a prize fighter. He starts just punching um, Marcellus Wallace in the face. And uh, then the pawn shop owner, we hear him rack a shotgun slide. So we hear the, you know, the noise and then he has um, Butch drop the, he had gotten Marcellus's handgun at this point. He has Butch drop the gun and walk towards the counter and then he just hits him with the stock of the shotgun. Uh, at this point, did you that, think he was good Samaritan? I figured that like, he, yes. And it, so yes. And he picks up the phone and I figured this dude, I actually said out loud, uh, Butch and Marcellus are about to go to jail. That's where I thought that was going to resolve is that this guy, I, so again, I'd read the script. I had totally forgotten about where this was going (laughs) until it went there, you know, until Mm, he calls, I don't remember this guy's name, but he calls Zed. Zed. Yeah. Um, that, that scene though, where he has a shotgun and he tells him to come forward and then knocks him out. That was my favorite shot of the entire movie. Really? Because it starts it starts with both of them in frame and then the second he gets hit with the gun, it cuts to like close up of his face getting hit for like half a second and then jumps back to the yeah. two of them. And it was just it was so perfect. Dude, all I the cinematography it. in this movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so we learned that pawn shop man is calling Zed, who's a cop? Or is dressed as yeah, one? or some kind of security guard or something. I don't know. A mall no. cop. And uh, we we find them chained. We find we, you know we cut to the basement of the pawn shop and we find uh, Butch and Marcellus handcuffed to chairs or bound in some manner yeah. to chairs in, gagged. in a basement and they were ball gagged. Yeah. Um, and uh, such a tense scene. Man. This is where so Dan. Dude, I Dan, was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, on the edge of my seat here, like from the time he like crashed into Marcellus until the end of what we're about to talk about, I was actually on the edge of my seat, going, "Oh my God, what is going to happen?" Yeah this this collection of scenes, the second part, the final part of what is the gold watch uh, segment yeah. of the film. Mm-hmm. That was the tensest I've it's, been. It's in this the movie. tensest, yeah. and it is the most graphic. Um, yeah, yeah. With, with, it's the highest stakes, and it's the it's it's definitely like. It's it's the most violent and graphic without and, and there's no real comedic relief in this part. You know, like the big kahuna scene has yeah. some humor to it. The scene mm-hmm. after this with um, him kind of looking for the weapons or whatever is a little but that's not, pretty funny. Not and, he, and, yeah. he, and he picks the katana and then we're like, ah, kill Bill later. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're uh-huh. they're, yeah. they're bound and ball gagged. And then, you know, the ball gags are the first hint into there's some sexual deviance yeah. afoot. <laughs> yeah. What kind <laughs> to, of trouble they were in. To say it lightly. Uh, and, and it was funny. Danielle had mentioned before the movie because she, you know, uh, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's, um, his reputation precedes him for, for graphic mm-hmm. violence and stuff. And, and, and she had said, there's no uh, sexual violence up, towards women. Yeah. Right? I had to look it up to make sure I was like, there's no like rape scenes of women you know because like i just can't handle that (laughs) but i guess i didn't google specific enough because i I think i paused the movie again and i went oh there's a dude rape scene in this Uh, 
And uh, that's when, you know, the, the, we get the worst game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo <laughs> in the world uh, between, uh, you know, Zed is choosing which which man he wants to enjoy against their will uh, with a game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo between Butch and Marcellus. And Marcellus wins? <laughs> he, he, he loses. I'm going to call that a loss. Is that before or after uh, the, the best... The weirdest line, uh, get, go get the gimp. <laughs> we see like Zen go back behind them. And again, the camera stays like kind of over the shoulders of, uh, yeah, of, it stays of, with them of, of Butch and, uh, Marcellus while, uh, uh, Zed for 10 years opens this box with the cage in it with a gimp in it. And the gimp's just that was all leathery and chilling. It's just there all day. That was another another really good example of the cinematography in this because this like any other movie would have focused really hard on this cage that this gimp was in and him coming out and making it this big thing, but it was just in the background, really blurred out, and you're just really focused in on um on on Butch's face on Butch's face, seeing the fear. And I love they do that a couple times where it's like they're controlling how you see the movie and the perspective you're seeing it through based on what's in focus and what's not. You're just seeing the pure fear in his eye, not knowing what's about to happen. Yeah. They let you live with, obviously we have a little more information because we can see, but we're living with Butch in the just unknown and terror. Cause this is actually, I believe before the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing, I think they get the gimp first and he's just kind of chilling. He's just chilling. I don't, Get, like what's the mm-hmm. point he's just there i yeah i don't think the gimp really has a point um other to just like i guess really hammer home the <laughs> weird sexual weirdness that these two weird guys are into uh and it apparently weird enough not their first rodeo because he's like i've got two fresh ones or whatever yeah, yeah, the spiders got him. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I've seen this movie, and I was like, I'm going to have a hard time getting through this, this is one. A, I was just like, get out already, get this, out. <laughs> this is definitely a movie that I'm glad I had read the plot for, because uh, I'm a really anxious person, and I really hate not knowing where things are going to go. So knowing where this was going, uh, I was a lot more comfortable and could kind of enjoy as much as you can, one can enjoy a scene like this. I could enjoy the scene. The word I would choose. But. Um, anyway, <laughs> they they leave Butch with the gimp, and they just have awkward eye contact while they take Marcellus in the back, and we hear some things. We never see, well, we'd see a little bit of the things, but we hear some things, and it's bad. And then Butch just, I guess, with his punching strong punching hands, gets himself free and just rails the gimp in the face. But the yeah. gimp. Is on a leash, as gimps are. Tied to like the ceiling. And he's like, yeah, tied to the ceiling. So when Butch punches him right in the between the eyes, well, the gimp first the first Butch wriggles free and the gimp just starts going and I'm like, okay. Well, I didn't know. I was like, was he trying to like let me out or was he trying to alert Alert the the other guys like, hey, your dude's out? I thought he was in on it. I I think he's Stockholm syndrome he's part of the at, crew. at worst in on it on maybe. at best, you know, maybe yeah. he's, he likes <laughs> yeah. being a gimp. Maybe there's some, maybe that's his choice. Uh, you know, whatever you're into. Audience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember it differently too. I, I seem to remember the gimp was taunting him and like leaning forward, laughing at him and then slipped yeah, he was and laughing a little bit. 
I, I no, remembered it that way. That's what you remember. So that's what I remembered, like, before yeah. I rewatched it. I thought that's what happened, gotcha. and then he kind of, like, knocked him down, and then he was able to get loose from that. But no. But I was like, when it happened, I was like, oh, maybe yeah. He gets free, yeah. punches the gimp in the face, and because the gimp is tied to the ceiling, he asphyxiates. Um, we are, I guess, left to kind of assume that uh, because he's unconscious and hanging yeah, by his I neck. So, so uh, we assume that the gimp croaks, and then Butch leaves. He goes to leave. And then you can hear the, the the happenings downstairs, the <laughs> both uh, Zed being real into it and the the groans of Marcellus. And then Butch has like one of those like oh boy moments, you know, yeah. and goes back for him. But first he goes behind the counter to find a weapon. Um, the shotgun's not there. The pistol's not there anymore. So first he picks up a claw hammer and I'm like, that's the worst thing. And then he picks up a bat and I'm like, that's a little less grotesque Warmer. than a claw hammer, right? I'm like, this is getting better. And then he picks up a small chainsaw, and I'm like, wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> and he like does like a like a saw motion with it when he like is testing it. And I'm like, yeah. please don't make me watch. Please don't make me watch Butch Gears of War. Someone in the middle of this movie, please. And then he settles on a katana. Um, I was really hoping we'd get like him testing the sharpness of the blade and like cutting himself, but we didn't get that. He just yeah. like kind of takes the katana and I'm like, ah, kill bill, but kill bill was after this. So foreshadowing, I guess, um, maybe Tarantino's like that sword was sick. Let's do more sword. <laughs> <Bring it back>. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes downstairs, quietly opens the door. Right. Doesn't he? Cause he doesn't kick yeah, it. He's in. like, it's really slit. Really. He you really sit with it when he closes like, the door. He's like bloodied from the car crash still and getting hit in the face with a shotgun. So he looks it's like crap. And we walk in on and we don't really see any of Zed going to Pound Town because we get we're, we're pawn shop guy is eclipsing it. Right. But we yeah. see like his the camera flips and we're in front of pawn shop guy who's like into it. Like he's like. Like, come on, get him, get him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's get this. <laughs> and, uh, let's move on. Move on. Move <laughs> uh, along in this plot, goddammit. While, uh, while, while Butch is like literally creeping behind him with a katana, and I don't remember how he gets his attention, but just slashes him down the chest, yeah. steps in front of him, and then does a behind-the-back stab in the gut. Yeah, and I was wild like, eyed. that just... was cool. Meanwhile, you know, other guy is done, and he's like... Backs other guy up with the sword, right? And I don't remember really dialogue or whatever. This I was just caught up in this moment. And then uh, yeah. Marcellus he's is basically like, like, "You want to reach for that gun, don't you?" And he's like, "I bet, go for it." And he's oh, like yeah, taunting yeah. him because he's yeah. got the upper hand now. And then yeah, that's when uh, that's Marcellus, when has Marcellus kind of steps side. forward and is like, "He's mine, essentially." Yeah. And then shoots him in the dick with a shotgun, <laughs> which is <laughs> so brutal. And we're yeah, left with we're left with this dude writhing on the ground for an uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was very strategic about where he shot. He did not want this guy to die. No, he wanted to. He wanted this guy to suffer. Kill him oh, yeah. really slowly. Get medieval. Yeah. Which, he, Which he sucks. He deserves it. Yeah. yeah. And, Boo. No and sympathy there. Then no. finally, we get no humor for all of the gold watch until Marcellus and Butch talk about how they're even. 
that was kind of funny to me. <laughs> that, that, Are you so, okay? Uh, so so like, cool? I'm pretty fucking far from okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Marcellus is like my favorite character. Just his delivery. Like they always kind of have just the back of him like just to show his importance. Like he He's was so, mysterious. so good. I Dude, love him. Yeah. yeah is, in fact, yeah, that's a good point. The first time we see his face is when Butch pulls up to the stoplight. Uh, I think I think he's yeah. shown from the back every other time. Where he's got like uh, heavy sunglasses, something. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, yeah. So we we leave. Uh, Bush just leaves on Zed's bike and goes and picks up Fabian, and it's not a it's a chopper, baby. He yeah, tells it, like, they're minerals, Marie. Jesus, <laughs> he's really man mansplaining that this is not a motorcycle. Don't call it a motorcycle. Who's Zed? Zed's dead. Zed's dead. And then they just <laughs> I, when I was in college, there was some website you could like. Just it would you would type in random subjects and it would give you random stuff that was like that and I did one for like dubstep music and one had a drop that had Zed's dead and it was like oh, after that and that's I was like, awesome oh that's what it's from like, <laughs> yeah so uh, and uh, that's the resolution of that so that's we kind of get you know we've got everyone's that actually chronologically is the last shot in the movie um, and we'll go over the chronological order at the end here in a, in a, in a bit, but that's, that's where the story ends and it ties everything up there, except we, as the audience have two loose ends still, we have what happened to Jules cause we know Vincent's dead, but what happened with Jules? Cause we haven't seen him since the club when he hands the briefcase mm -hmm. over to Marcellus and the diner about, I wanted more of him. I wanted more Samuel mm -hmm. Jack. Uh, Jules is my favorite character in the movie. I love Jules. Oh, um, yeah. I just love the way he talked. That Jerry Curl was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you know, his swagger was great. But um, then we cut to... Where do we go from there? Do we go... Oh, we go back to the apartment from the beginning. So we oh, go right, back right, to right. the big Kahuna Burger apartment. And we learn <laughs> that Jerry Seinfeld's in the bathroom with a revolver. <laughs> oh, God. This, this guy, we learn that there's a fourth guy. And we're, we're, I think we come back in at the, at, is it at the Bible verse or whatever? Yeah. We come yeah. back in it at the, you know, there's this verse I've got memorized or whatever for that whole speech. Uh, this is the second of three times we hear the Bible verse in the, I, I believe it's three times we hear the Bible verse in yep. the movie. Um, and we've got this guy that does look way too much like Seinfeld. In fact, I was doing like a shitty Seinfeld bit and a double for the whole scene. <laughs> How long have I been in this bathroom? You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> They're really talking loud out there. <laughs> um, and uh, Kramer, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out of this bathroom, Jerry. Like <laughs> the whole time. I need that briefcase back. <laughs> Give me that episode. And uh, so he's got a revolver, and he's in the bathroom. And then he busts out and is like, die, motherfuckers, or whatever, <laughs> and misses all six shots. And Jules and Vincent have this pretty humorous exchange that we learn yeah, like, quickly was serious, where they like look down at, e at themselves, they look at each other, and they're like, we don't have any bullets in us. And that's when we get the famous poster shot of them both holding the 1911s out in front, which I thought we were going to get at the beginning, but Vincent was always yeah. in the back. So we finally get that shot. They blow this dude away. And then they have the divine intervention talk where Jules is like, that was a miracle. Mm -hmm. And Vincent's like, that's not a miracle. That was just chance. Stuff just happens. Stuff yeah. just so, happens. Yeah. Uh, when that first happened and you see that they weren't hit at all, I was furious. I was like, you are not going to do this. <laughs> There's no way. But then they started talking about divine intervention and it becomes a whole like subplot of the movie. Like, yeah. It, I, well, I was less mad. 
Yeah, it but introduces it's still where pretty ridiculous. That's when it becomes apparent that oh, this is where we're gonna get the Jules wrap up. We're gonna get a nice yeah. bow on Jules' story. Um, that all happens. They have that divine intervention talk for a while, and then they take that black kid that's up against the wall. The only of the four that survives, Marvin. Marvin, or and Marvin. they take Marvin and they leave, and they go in the car and they're still arguing. You know, um, you know, before they were arguing about foot massages. Now they're arguing about that miracle. Jules says that just took place with them being alive after the, um, after them getting missed by all the shots from Jerry Seinfeld. Um, and he turns, Vincent turns back to ask Jules a question and then just blows Jules head off. (laughs) No, Marvin, yeah. no, Marvin's no, no. sorry, Marvin. Marvin's head off. He he yeah. turns to ask Marvin a question in the backseat. And <laughs> Why just, is he pointing the gun at him? He, yeah, yeah, you see him turn and he puts the revolver <laughs> finger in trigger, which is horrendous yeah. trigger discipline. Yeah. Uh, For such a seemingly well-experienced hitman, this yeah. is ridiculous. Well, well of he, the two, he's the more unprofessional. He does the drugs on the job. He still gets the job done, yeah, but true, he's not true. as straight laced. But yeah, yeah why are you holding the gun in the car even? Like you're done. The, like, <laughs> you're like, safe. You're yeah, safe. Hold that bad boy. Like oh, oh my god, it's so poor, crazy. Poor Jules. So Jules ends up everywhere. You know, Vincent's got blood all over. They both do. There's blood all over the back seat and uh, on the ceiling and. Jules has brains in his jerry curl. And it's yeah. just yeah. then they have then they get into this huge argument and about how now they're in a blood soaked vehicle on the highway. Yeah, yeah they're like yeah, super chill get about the highway. It yeah. Well, Jules it wasn't like is furious. This big shock, like it was just like, oh my god, why did you do that? Like, I'm I'm sorry, man. I didn't it mean slipped. to. Like, you must have hit a bump. Too. I didn't hit yeah. no bump. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh. <laughs> and then uh, Jules is like. I've got a buddy just up the road. We've got to get this car yeah, off the highway. Buddies coming in clutch. The OD buddy, the getaway car buddy. Lots of buddies. Yeah. And uh, they got to get this car off the highway. So they uh, they go to this friend who's Quentin Tarantino. It's his cameo in the film. Which maybe bad choice. You think? Not a great actor. Uh, really a, good at saying the N-word. Actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the N-word a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, then we go through this whole thing with this cleaner, um, who helps them clean, you know, it's a, it's like a 20 minute scene that, you know, was good for character development, but we won't spend a lot of time there here where can I just say, there's no way they got that car clean in 20 minutes. (laughs) Well, they, they, they put the quilts over. Yeah, but the windows and the roof, no way. With the way they were arguing, they spent too much time arguing to get that thing clean. Yeah. Um, they clean it in 20 minutes? Yeah, well, 40. They had like, well, he had like 45 minutes. Because, yeah. you know, Quentin Tarantino's character's wife was going to come home and then he was going to get divorced. Okay, right. and I don't want to get divorced and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what that time frame was. I just knew the clock was ticking. Yeah, yeah the clock was ticking. They had this cool cleaner come and cleans it up and blah, blah, blah. And then he they get, Which, they, they get the car crushed with the body in the trunk. Um, yeah, and this wolf character, which I know Cameron hasn't seen Breaking Bad, but it was... Very much a Mike Ehrman Trout yeah. vibe, where it's like the guy comes in and makes the situation okay, cleans everybody up. Yeah, it's a no questions I, uh, asked kind of. I would almost guarantee that Mike from Breaking Bad was inspired by this guy. Yeah. So, you know, that whole scene happens, and because they're covered in blood, you know, they have to get new clothes, which are the weird clothes that we see them in in Marcellus's club at the beginning, right before 
um, the whole Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's wife thing. They're in weird clothes and they're like, don't ask, blah, blah, blah. Um, then they go, after that, they get a taxi um, because uh, the cleaner leaves in his fancy Audi. And obviously, Jules's car has just been turned into a cube with a body in it at the <laughs> at the junkyard. Uh, and they go get some food. They go to the diner. The diner. And this is the last scene, the epilogue of the film. They're eating. Jules is talking about how he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. Um, and Vincent gets pissed off because it's his partner. Blah, blah, blah. And they have an argument. And, you know, Vincent's like, you know, I just almost died. He's kind of experienced enlightenment from almost being shot by Jerry Seinfeld. And um, they have an argument. And Jules goes... I got to go take a shit, but this isn't over. And he leaves. And that's when it pans over to the stick up from the prologue of, of honey bun. And what's his face? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Or what's her face? Pumpkin. rather? Pumpkin, honey bunny, pumpkin and honey bunny. And they stick up the joint and uh, we get the other end of that. That all plays out. They start stealing uh, wallets and Jules is just, we get a funny cut to him just on the can reading the book from earlier. Uh, <laughs> the same book he had. When he got killed, which was great, I loved the the mm-hmm. the come around for the 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 poop material book, the the reading material on the on the John, um, and Jules manages to uh, well, you know, Honey Bunny wants the briefcase, um, and Jules is like opens it for him, and then when he leans in to look at it, Jules grabs his gun arm and puts his gun in his neck, um. And then it manages to, it takes a while to develop, but he manages to escalate, uh, de-escalate rather the, the, the situation. Vincent comes back out of the can. Um, one of my favorite shots in the movie after it's all over and those two leave is they both are holding their guns and then they just lift their shirts up and stuff them in their like <laughs> booty track shorts <laughs> and walk off. And I'm like, man, saunter on up. what a hilarious end. Saunter. Cause that's like the last yeah. scene in the movie. They leave. Yeah. Yeah. And then credits roll. And man, I just, that's, that was a very comedic ending to yeah. a very long, uh, very long. I mean, two and a half hours, pretty long movie. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at my notes, see if I missed anything. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Uh, There's, oh, um, uh, go ahead. So we get the very beginning of the movie with the very end. Yeah. And um, Honey Bunny, the the woman, she like has this banter where she's like, "If anyone moves, I'll blow your head off, every last one of you, whatever." What she says there, because it kind of overlaps. What mm. she says there is different than, like, it's supposed to be the same thing, but she says a different line in each scene at the beginning versus the end. Okay. And it's to kind of show the perspective between like her husband or her significant other or whatever. And then Marcella's or not Marcella's, but Vincent and the other guy, their yeah. perspective of the situation. Okay. I got one kind of like that. Cause the Bible verse he does in the beginning is you will know my name is the Lord when I yeah. uh, do my vengeance upon you. And when he says it to uh, pumpkin, he says, and you will know I am the Lord. Ah. So I don't know if that was significant. Like when he made his change to, cause this movie's all about chance. Well, like he, he just happened to be in the apartment at the right time and he was in the bathroom. Uh, she just happened to take his drugs. This is when he's kind of taking the chance, like the bull by the horns kind of, and owning it. I yeah. wonder if that's significant yeah. or if it was just a fluke. Well, he, he he does say also that he reinterprets the meaning of the verse when he's talking to Pumpkin. Um, right. 
about how maybe he's like the evil or whatever and yeah but the verse wouldn't change or shouldn't change yeah i don't that's interesting um i i had one regarding the vincent death scene uh i had a note from when i read the plot so butch is in his apartment and he and he shoots vincent in the bathroom uh i envisioned when i had read the plot synopsis i envisioned that scene taking place at night um which just was was an interesting note that i had i, I that that scene was always in the dark like moonlight coming through the window to me and it was the fact that it happened in broad daylight was interesting like before 11 a.m that happened at like 9 10 because their train's at 11 um and, it, and he has to hurry hurry what's her face off on the bike um i will that say was so chopper. tense too i was like get on the chopper go just go why are you asking so many questions like I was, yeah so, i was like yeah. jesus she just starts crying in the middle i was like jesus christ <laughs> let's go <laughs> like, any uh like, i was not there for it anybody oh, have any man. final notes before we kind of get into conclusions just only, yet oh, again ahead. another example of the such close attention to detail the like the end of the movie and we can talk about chronologically, but when they ride off on the chopper into the sunset, the two of uh, Butch and his girl, that's the end of, towards the end of the entire story. And at the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, we get a definition for the word uh, pulp. Yep. And in the background, there's a motorcycle that you hear oh yeah uh, while that's on the what? screen and as it goes into the prologue you hear the motorcycle like driving away oh i didn't even cool. notice that wow gotcha again such attention to detail yeah. i love it yeah carl you have anything else the only other thing that we we pretty much touched on everything but there was like one little scene that i was like that was the only editing that was like that in the whole movie and it was when me was like don't be a square and draws it out and it's like yeah, yeah. Those little yeah. Dots. well she doesn't I say square like there's nothing else oh yeah she doesn't, she doesn't say, say it, it. But she, she like says don't be a word. and that's when he yeah. doesn't want to go into the diner yeah maybe or into the here, yeah. yeah maybe it was the drugs maybe but i was like that was the only thing that was even remotely like that and that's i was like that, was, yeah. that had to be yeah about that um, I, I felt like the order of seeing Vincent with the book in the epilogue after in the can, I felt like that retrospectively kind of lightened up his death scene a little bit. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say, I, he takes yeah. the sting out of stuff by reordering it. it right. Cause it would have been worse to see, or I guess heavier to see those scenes flipped. To yeah. see like, oh, he's always on the can reading this book and it's sad that he died reading it. It's funnier and more mm-hmm. humorous and lighter, like you're saying, to f- to flip them. Uh, yeah. I-, I really like the way Because we still know done. we get that right off into the sunset happy ending, which is so rare in any movie, let alone a Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, although I guess they do all have kind of happy endings now that I think about it. Uh, That's good to know. No spoilers. Yeah. Who wants to start with ratings and conclusion? Um, Carl. Let's start with Carl. Oh boy. I feel like we always do. <laughs> did I start no, I started last time. Right? Oh, no, okay. started last time. All Maybe right. you did. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, I think this was my introduction to Tarantino. Loved the movie. I think I watched it five or six times kind of to really dive into it. Because after you watch it the first time and you're not as tense for some of those situations, you right. can really sit in them sure. a little more comfortably. Um, really like the way, like we already talked about, the camera keeping us in the drama doing a lot of those more um, artistic kind of things. And then the way they kind of subvert reality or subvert, uh, subvert expectation with kind of belittling 
big things like he's rummaging through a weapon while the guy's getting yeah. in there. So it's like they kind of downplay that and play up the comical side, but also really upplay the importance of like the tiny scenes like him being in the bathroom. So, um, and the whole thing, the whole thing is like wildly entertaining. You're like in a roller coaster ride the whole time. You don't know what's going on. So many twists and turns. All that to say, I'm going to give this my first five. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Wow. I like it. Yep. Uh, let's do Danielle next. <gasps> Me next. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I've been struggling because it's hard. Um, man, my whole brain just went blank. Well, what you think? What did you think about it? What did you think about it? I think about it. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, for sure. Um, I feel like the whole time I was watching it, I it felt like I was watching a great movie that wasn't like trying too hard to be a great movie. It just was, if that makes sense. Um, I also kind of liked how it was a little bit the reverse of what you usually see. Like there wasn't any violence against women and there wasn't any female nudity Instead, it was the opposite. So in a way, this movie had a kind of feminist streak to it in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. It's not tits. You see John Travolta's yeah, dick. And <laughs> like, you know, or, uh, Bruce Willis's rather. She was on the other foot for once. Um, right. so but yeah, overall, like it was, I'm glad that we watched this one. It's cool to see something that is like such a big part of like the pop culture mm. zeitgeist. Yep. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. I'm going to take off points because I really did not like the whole gold watch, like third portion. I thought that was a little, a little wild for me. A little me. much. That's, that's, <laughs> didn't yeah. enjoy it. So I'm not going to give it the full five, but I'll give it a solid 4.5. All right. Let's go to Nick. Nice. Yeah, dude. Uh, I am going to give this a four and a half as well. Um, if for no other reason, just the camera work and the lighting and just visually how this thing looked was amazing. The attention, the detail from like, all right, we're going to film this scene from this angle because a child's view and this guy and like mm -hmm. just so many details and stuff happening in the background, but focusing on other people and right. telling a story visually um without it puts you in yeah, the dialogue you in there and yeah. then good dialogue on top of that like it was just so good such attention to detail um the only thing that bothered me and it shouldn't was the briefcase i want to know what's in the briefcase i feel you nick i have a theory um whenever you see the scene of all the guys in the apartment getting shot there's like lens flare and light coming from the guns, which is the same light that comes out of the briefcase. So is the essence of a soul in the briefcase? Mm. That's heard my that theory. theory. Yeah. That's my theory. But yeah, anyways, I the only thing I, I would have changed is knowing what's in the briefcase, but maybe that's dumb. Anyways, four so out of five for sure. Ten out of ten stars and ten yeah. out of ten, but four out of five. <laughs> four out of five. Once again. Uh I will uh I'll say uh, I'll echo what Danielle said. That it, to me, it felt like an effortlessly great movie. Um, I don't know how early or late this was in Tarantino's career. I don't know how... It was pretty early. Pretty early. Mm -hmm. I think I it was his second movie. Okay. Um, so I, I've just felt... You know, in the first two scenes, before I think I paused somewhere in the Big Kahuna burger scene to go to the bathroom or something, and I was like, 
if no rather the di- the the marcel's Wallace's wife scene i paused somewhere in the diner to go to the bathroom and i was like you know what even if i don't even if i'm this confused or you know i never get a grasp on where this movie's going it's really fun to look at it was very it was a very fun mm-hmm. movie to watch like yeah. visually mm-hmm. it was very visually entertaining in a way that every shot was almost and you know the 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 scene I talked about earlier at the apartment door when they walk away and the camera doesn't follow it just turns yeah that gave me yeah. like an indie movie feel yeah you it's know? low budget stuff that they're pulling off it's not like they need some crazy like crazy special effects it's just where the camera is and what it's looking at that yeah and I feel like that's all the weight that's like that's filmmaking you know what I mean that it mm-hmm. felt less yeah. like try hard to make a good movie in a way that turned me off of some of the scenes in um, gangs. I was going to say the world building mm-hmm. he does in this is more subtle and more appreciated than the crazy amount of world building they did in gangs. Right. Like the Kuhn- the Kahuna Burger is a real place. The Bible verse is a slight modification, but it's all like kind of, it's just enough, you know, and, it's and not too much. You feel, you know, like we talked about it being feeling like a ride along with Vincent and Jules when we're first introduced to them. And they're just talking about the, the Royale with cheese and all that. You feel like you're a part of these people's lives and not on a theme park ride through, you know what I'm, yep. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, it, it felt more the way the dialogue was written. Everything felt very real and just like inviting or, or, or something. I don't know. I really liked the way it, it was written and shot i feel like it was an experience like neither camera nor i took a lot of notes because we just wanted to like experience exactly. the movie you know and so. my notes were dumb like john travolta <laughs> dances like a character from peanuts <laughs> it's like, true though it's like pig pen um from what i've heard that's not easy to dance like that he does it effortlessly from yeah people I, I've, I, reviews yeah. i've watched and i was like it doesn't look like much but so I guess it's hard you know i i Outside of all the foot shots and Christopher Walken breaking my immersion and Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> um, I loved it. I had a mm-hmm. blast watching it. I was, I was yesterday. We, I watched it last night. Um, really, eleventh uh, houring these movies. You know, the day before we do the show, life happens. And I, I was exhausted. Um, I did not want to watch the movie, which is, I never want to watch movies, which is why we're doing this G dang show. Cause I hate, why we're here. I yep. hate watching movies. I did not want to watch it. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I went to bed smiling. I was like, that was a great movie. I loved that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, That's I don't awesome. know if like, I feel like Tarantino, like loving Tarantino movies is kind of like lame in today's age. If that's fair to say, like, you know, it's like almost hipster. Like it would have been cool to be like in the nineties or two thousands saying it, but now it's like too mainstream to it, be cool. Kinda. Exactly. Like there's, I feel like there's, and maybe this is borrowed uh, and, and not a true thing, but I feel like there's a hipsteriness around Tarantino films, like especially with the comments that him and I think Scorsese have made about like, you know, not liking Marvel films and and, and the way that Hollywood has gone now, yeah, like modern cinema is kind of um, dead, or which whatever. I don't like. You know, you compare movies like this. And movies like Casablanca and older Hollywood to the stuff now. And bro, I would so much rather watch Pulp Fictions than my 11th freaking Thanos movie. Right. Like, boring. <laughs> Dumb. And I, but what more an, so than what's Man up to now? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't give a shit about these Marvel characters. And, like, the gravity of just the the fun that I had watching Pulp Fiction that didn't I didn't have to see a guy in tights 
shoot lasers out of his <laughs> eyes. I didn't have to see, uh, you know, Paul Rudd try to have fun Being or amped. whatever. You know, like <laughs> nothing was flashy. Nothing. Ex- Do not slander Paul Rudd. Nothing exploded. You know what I'm saying? It was just, but it, I had so much fun watching it in a yeah. way that I've never really enjoyed watching a movie before um, outside of Dune, which was lit for other reasons. Uh, as a Dune book fan, that movie was amazing. So all that being said, uh, this is also my first five. I'm with Carl. This is, nice. I, I, oh, man. I do not think like if, if there's another movie on this list that I enjoy as much yeah. As I enjoyed this, uh, like, that's amazing. I loved this movie. I loved it. Which is I, crazy. I loved this movie. And I did not expect <laughs> you. Yeah. So okay, I man. loved this movie. All right. So we've been going a little long. So let's go ahead and, and, and get to the bucket and pick up movie. Ooh. Let's pick the next movie. I'm so nervous. Uh, <laughs> knock too. on plastic. I want the Godfather so bad. Let's see. All right. Okay. This one. I have a ticket. I have a ticket. I've got a green ticket. ticket. Imagine if Willy Wonka was in this. I would love that. Oh, I've always wanted to watch this movie that's referenced in the zeitgeist of film forever. This is such and such as Citizen Kane. Ooh. So... Well. Uh, Citizen Kane is next, y'all. Okay. Um, All right. Thanks for watching and enjoying a super, super long episode yeah. uh, about Pulp Fiction. If you're still with us, uh, we love you. And uh, we will catch you <laughs> next time. Watch Citizen Kane with us. Um, find it on an internet and watch it. And with that, we will catch you in the next one. <laughs>